afternoon or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. Good morning, afternoon, happy Mother's Day. Weren't those women amazing? Like that was perfect. Perfect. I told them this morning, I said, you're going to say something and I need to hear it. And I needed to hear that. I needed to be, be reminded to bring him in on the conversation. And I needed to be reminded that he's there and that all of it, all the stuff we go through is for a reason. And that was beautiful. And I thank you for doing that and being obedient. Um, Pastor, also, I thank you for this opportunity. I don't take it lightly. Um, so God is so good. He's so good. I'm going to begin with Psalms 23, verses 1 through 3. It says, God, my shepherd, I don't need a thing. You have bedded me down in lush meadows, and you find me quiet pools to drink from. True to your word, you let me catch my breath. And then you send me in the right direction. Now, I don't know about you mamas in the room, but when life gets kind of challenging, especially especially with small children. Now, all of the women that have spoken today, we have small ones. Okay, so we're in the thick of it, right? We're talking about being in the thick of it. So when life is crazy and hectic and fighting and like, I, I'm done, I don't even know how to reason with you anymore. I'm just going to go to my lush meadow that he allows me to bed in, which I like to call the bathroom. <laughs> and I go in there and I sit on my quiet pool. I don't drink from it. Don't drink from it. If you got to take a cup of tea, you can do that. Drink, drink, but don't drink from the pool. You're not a dog or a toddler. <laughs> but he allows me to sit there. I gather myself. I catch, I catch my breath. And I get up and I, he sends me in the right direction. Whereas before the direction was murder, I was going to murder somebody. Now I can go and choose life for my children and myself. So if you do not have that practice as a mother, if you do not learn how to bring the peace into your life, it doesn't come by accident. You have to be intentional with it. So you got to create those pauses of moments in your life. So if you don't have that, I highly suggest that you implement that in your life because none of us want to visit you in jail. <laughs> so implement that into your life. So the pause is very good. It serves a purpose. First Peter 5, 8 through 9 says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers over the world are going through the same kind of suffering you are. So the enemy is a predator seeking who he may devour. And predators like to isolate things. So I just spoke about a pause. A pause is good. You need pauses in your life. But then there's a concept at which it switches and it moves over into isolation. And the enemy likes to isolate. So there's an interesting thing that took place in my house this week. The, the man, you all know my husband, right, Mark? Everybody knows Mark. I thought I knew him really well. But 
But this thing happened, and these invaders came into our home this week. And, and, they, and it, it's like the kind of invaders that when they come in and you see them scurry across your floor, you feel grotesque and in, like invaded. It's like awful. And when I say invaders, I mean like nine of them, like a whole family in my house of small little guys. Okay. And so, so here's the thing. Here's what took place. Now, I don't, you've ne- have you ever even hunted in your life? I don't, he's not a hunter, okay? He's a sports guy, okay? He's the kind of guy that, like, he wants to, like, be on a surfboard or play in a sport or something, right? Not a hunter. But, you know, an interesting thing took place in my home. Like, this man turned into something completely different. So, I, one night, I had been on a telephone call. Two times this happened. And I'm on the call, and it scurries past me. No, 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 it gets worse. I picked up a pile of clothes that were been on the floor, Picked him up, and a mouse jumped out of my arms. It was awful. So this was how my day had gone, okay? And so my beautiful husband, wonderful supporter of the family, brings home the bacon. He gets a little tired. I know he's got to get up early the next morning. So I was like, babe, you just go to bed. I'll put the kids to, to bed, right? You, you go down. You got to be early. So I send him downstairs. And now I duke it out with three kids trying to get him to bed, right? I'm doing this all on my own. But I love my husband. I'm doing it all for him because he's wonderful. And he needs his beauty rest. So I put him to I let him go to sleep. And I duke it out with the kids. And I turn on the noise. And I go downstairs expecting him to be in la-la land, just comfortable sleeping. And I walk downstairs. We sleep downstairs in the basement. And I come down, and laying on the floor at the foot of my bed is my husband, on the ground. And he's like, shh, And he's like sprawled out on the floor. And there is a mouse under my bed. And he's going to catch it with his hands, like he's some kind of hunter. Or something. Like it the thing that came out of him was very interesting. It was like he was having a good time doing this, catching. Like literally, many times he's coming through my house with a mouse in his hand. Like, there that's why they make traps. Oh, he was YouTubing stuff too on how to make professional traps. So I say all of that to say the predator came out in him and 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 he would isolate them, get them in a corner and get them, right? And it worked. So a predator will isolate its prey in an effort to catch it. And there is no job on the planet where you are alone but never alone like motherhood. You are never alone. You can't even go to the toilet by yourself. And yet, it's very lonely because it's constant. It's a constant. What somebody said, she always put us first. She never thought about herself first. That's a lonely place to be right? That's a hard place to be, to make that choice. And we do it gladly for our children. But that's a crazy paradox because you need alone time. You also need connection with the body. And we, none of us were meant to do this on our own. So when the pause that was a good thing, the pause that allowed you to catch your breath, when that pause becomes an isolation and it shifts because everything in life is balance. Okay, so if you remain in any season for far too long, the balance is off. 
So if you stay in a point of pause for too long, it becomes isolation. And that is how the enemy intends to attack you and take you out. When you have no defenses and you are attempting to do this thing on your own. This is where he attacks your prayer life, your mind, your family, your confidence. Because you, you out here on your own now, right? You, you've, you've isolated, you've gone inward to yourself. Proverbs 18 and 1 says, Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. Let that sink in. It's one thing to say, I got this and I can do this on my own. But you, Proverbs has so many, so many little nuggets of truth about seeking wisdom and getting it from somebody else and another source and connecting. Iron sharpens iron as the countenance of a friend. It's incredible this, the amount of scripture that talks about doing this together as a body. Okay, so this is why the Bible encourages us. Hebrews 10 and 25. And let us, Pastor used this actually last week, I think. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. This is why we cannot neglect church. And, and preachers and pastors, they love to say, come to church. The Bible says come to church. I think that's what it's saying. But let me just a little bit deeper say, that when this was written to the body of people that it was written to, they did not sit in a church service like this. They met at home, right? They, they got together for lunch and for dinner. They were connected. They were doing life together. And that is what is so important. Don't forsake that time. It's hard. Life is busy, mom. We'd be running to extracurricular stuff and constantly going and getting groceries. and all. It's like nonstop. And it's really hard to be intentional to make connections. But when we are disconnected and the enemy isolates us, he picks us off. He picks us off. This is why we cannot neglect it. They were doing life and it, was, it, it caused them to thrive when they did life together. Okay? But I also love the preceding verse to this. In verse 24, it says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. So I love that. He's saying, come to church. Don't neglect your time together. And as you're doing that, this is how it should look. You should be motivating one another to good works, especially when you're going through stuff right? Do, do any of you, that, that scripture says iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens the countenance of his friend, the face of his friend. Have you ever seen the face of your friend and gone, man, they're going through something and said nothing and helped them not at all? We are meant to say, hey, I see you. I see your journey. I see where you're at and I'm here if you need to talk. And, and when I say that, sometimes I might nudge you to good works. Okay, so, all right, I see that you're heavy. I see that your load is burdened. But let me encourage you to maybe push a little more, to maybe just try a little harder because I'm motivating you. I like how the King James Version says, it says to provoke one another unto good works. That word provoke is a little uncomfortable, right? It actually means to stimulate or give rise to, like shaking somebody. Come on. Get out of where you are and move. Come on, let's do this thing together. You're stuck. You're isolated. You paused for a moment and you got stuck there. And now I'm saying, I see you. So let's come on out, right? Let's get out of that place. It's actually also, it, 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 it implies to arouse anger in someone. Now don't go be making each other angry. 
trying to motivate each other because you won't get them anywhere. Trust me, you try to get a kid moving in the right direction and you yell at them and the heels get in the ground and they ain't moving. They don't care what you say, what you threaten, how much you threaten that you brought them in and you can take them out. They don't care. Just they're like, you try me, just try me. Take you out. They'll call you a liar. That's what they're basically doing. They will put it in the ground. But we are meant to stimulate and to encourage one another. We just came through a time, a pandemic, where it isolated us. Now, it served a purpose, okay? It taught us some things about ourselves. It taught us about our relationship with God, how we are meant to learn to do this on our own. You've got to be able to reach God in your living room by yourself, When you were watching on that screen, you needed to be able to raise your hands and invite his presence into your room and learn how to do that on a daily basis. When we're on the way to the hospital dealing with the thing and we go, oh, I'm supposed to do this with you, God. Okay, here I'm here and connect with him. We're supposed to. It taught us that. But I don't know about you, but I'm noticing that on a level, some of us got stuck there. Now, I'm not talking to everybody in this room because you're here. You're not stuck there. But let me just maybe encourage you and show you something else you hadn't thought of that maybe you are still stuck there because we got real good at just being on our own, doing our things on our own, and we got stuck there to some degree. I'm hearing women say how they don't know how to have connections and they're self-conscious when they get together and not quite sure and you do that whole dialogue in your head of that conversation. Why do we do that, ladies? Why do we do that? Because I'm in your corner. I believe in you. I'm going to invite the music to come at this time if they want to. When the desert, when the isolation, when you remain in the isolation for so long, when that pause becomes that, the desert season, and we see so many people in the word of God go through a desert season. Jesus himself did it, right? He was in the desert for 40 days and he gathered strength. And when he got out of that desert, he went and served. That's where he began. His ministry was from that place. And we see Moses did it. He was in the desert. So they serve a purpose and a season um, for a reason. But when we stay in the desert, it becomes wandering. We become like those Israelites, right? They, They went through the desert on their way to the promised land. What was 11 days it was supposed to take them? 40 years later, they make it out of it. They got stuck in that desert season because there were things they were supposed to learn that they didn't learn. And do you know what it took? It took a Joshua coming alongside in them and saying, keep your mouth shut because it's the thing that's getting you in trouble. I'm done, done looping around in the desert. I want to go into the promised land and I want to occupy what he said we could have, but you've got to keep your mouth shut. So sometimes you need a woman to come along in your life. You need a friend, men, you need another man to come along in your life and say, I'm noticing that you're stuck. And because I love you, I'm going to provoke you unto good works to nudge you forward. Don't stay where you are. Pastor mentioned that Sometimes this is a very hard day for people. And, and I acknowledge that and I respect that. But I want, to, I want to encourage this, is that motherhood is about children. We are only mothers because of children. And so if it's about the children, then I need you because I can't do this on my own. 
I'm a flawed individual. And if you don't have children or you don't have them anymore or you were never able to have them or you don't have them yet or your mother is gone, then I need your help because I can't raise those things on my own. (laughs) It's a hard, hard job. I dare anybody to find a harder one. It's so challenging and we were never meant to do it on our own. I need your wisdom. It says it takes a community, right? And so don't stay in this season thinking you've got nothing to offer because everyone in this room has something to offer and everyone needs that something from someone else. So if you would like to stand with me today, what I am going to encourage, what I feel in my spirit, you know, we talked about prayer and pausing and and leaning on God and coming through the situations and the trials and learning it was so cohesive how God spoke to us today that only God can do that and how he moved but what I would like to encourage is that as the we will start with the women as you come to this altar because I encourage you to come here if you are fearful of this put that fear away because this is a safe place. This is where God moves. There's something about the act of moving out, right? We talked about isolation. You can remain isolated or you can step out in courage and and, and face that fear and trust that God would touch you and move in this place because that's what he would like to do today. So I would encourage every woman in this room to grab another woman and come to this altar. If you got to grab a couple, But look around you. Don't come here by yourself. Bring somebody with you. It's all right. Go ahead. Bring somebody with you. Mamas, grab a mama. Or or grab your daughter. Grab a friend. Come together. Jesus. Oh, that's so beautiful. It looks so good in here. That's right. Oh, that looks good. You can grab the hand of the person next to you. Grab a couple. Get in a group. Let each other know. So for a few moments here, God is going to come into this place and he's going to knit some hearts together. I have friends today that I never see them. I never get to be around them. But we had a moment in an altar together and we are forever united. And the enemy tried to isolate us right? He put us in our homes and God used it. It served its purpose and I thank him for it. But we were meant to do life together, ladies. You weren't meant to be on your own. So if you feel alone, this is where it stops. This is where you leave it at an altar and you look around. Look around right now. Look at these women here. How beautiful is that? You're not alone and you are never meant to be alone. So let's begin to usher in the presence of God right now. He is in this place. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, You can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram and on Facebook. Just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now, before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, 
give us a rating or a review or even both and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.